Hi, I'm Izzy. Welcome back to the Gleason First Time Buyer Podcast. Our podcast is here to help you with your journey to home ownership, and in our episodes, we cover everything from our fantastic optional extras range to finance advice and everything in between. You'll be able to find our podcast on all the most common streaming services, but also on our YouTube channel, which you can find by searching the Gleason Homes First Time Buyer Podcast. In today's episode, we're joined by Tim Ashmore, who is the head of sales at Halo the UK's leading shared ownership part-buy, part-rent providers who Gleason Homes work closely in partnership with at a number of our developments. We're going to be chatting about what home reach is, how it works, what developments we have available on, and most importantly, how shared ownership can help our customers onto the property ladder. So, without further ado, welcome to the podcast, Tim. Please could you introduce yourself to our listeners and tell them a bit about your role with Gleason and Halo? Of course. So, um, yeah, as you say, I work as... uh, the head of sales for Halo. Um, so my role within Halo has been nearly four years and predominantly what my job is to obviously make sure that the product is working well out in the marketplace and that's obviously with the house building partners that we work with um, and just making sure that everything sort of work, runs um, efficiently really. Amazing. So first things first, what exactly is the Home Reach Shared Ownership Scheme and how does it work? So it's fairly similar to most of the shared ownership schemes. Um, it's nice and simple in the sense that a customer can purchase between a 25 and 75% share of a property. Um, the bit that they don't own, they then pay a rent. So they pay a protected rent, which um, gives them a bit of sort of security in that sense. Um, and it also means because they're buying a percentage of the full market property um, that the deposit requirements for the customers are lower. So we tend to tap into the market of people that maybe didn't think they could buy, but now can. Amazing. And who can so who can apply for shared ownership? What's their eligibility for, for shared ownership? So it's a really simple sort of process in terms of um, applying for shared ownership and the eligibility side of things. Um, predominantly, the biggest sort of barrier you've got is the affordability. So there's, there's two stages to applying or, or going ahead with um, a shared ownership property. Um, first is obviously the affordability side. So that will run through what your affordability looks like, what your income expenditure, just to make sure that the actual rent side of things is also going to be affordable for you along with the mortgage. Yep. Um, so that's done through the financial advisors, predominantly the ones that we work with with the house builder. And then second to that, we look at the circumstantial side of things for shared ownership, which is assessing if you earn over certain levels, if you've owned properties before, um, and just run through that. And that's done through the Help to Buy website. So they do an application for shared, shared ownership on, on that website. Amazing. And with so that leads nicely into my next question. With the government-backed Help to Buy recently ending, what effect does this have on the shared ownership scheme? So if anything, it probably highlights the scheme more. Um, I think, you know, the whole idea of shared ownership is to help an area of the market that's, for whatever reason, struggling in terms of affordability. Um, Help to buy was a very similar scheme for that. So with that being phased out, we'll probably find that shared ownership will become a little bit more into the limelight. So, you know, schemes like our own will start sort of bridging the gaps as to where people were buying through Help to Buy before. Yep. now can buy through shared ownership. Because with shared ownership, you can buy up to 75%. Right. So because you can buy up to that level, you're kind of almost tapping into the 80% options that people had with through through the help to buy equity previously. So yeah. it's um, yeah certainly going to be a little bit more widespread now than it, than it has been before. Yeah. 
Amazing. We currently have a number of developments um, with shared ownership available on. For example, our Crown Gardens in Mansfield, our Hawthorne Fields development in Rugby, um, Winsby Fields in Horncastle. Um, they're just a few to mention. So what would you say to our customers living in these areas who are considering buying with home reach shared ownership? So the first point of call is to probably speak to the people on site. Um, yep. Shared ownership is quite a fast-paced sort of purchase option mm-hmm. um, and obviously there's got to be availability there so I yeah. think the first thing for them to check is go down to site and see if there is actually plots available for them. Yeah. Um, secondary to that though the probably the biggest point of qualification that people would need to go through to make sure they can go ahead is the affordability so yeah. by speaking to the development themselves and going to them directly they'll put you in contact with the company that they tend to refer people through to. Mm -hmm. They're the ones that kind of know exactly about the product, about the qualification needs. Um, So in terms of anyone who wants to to just look into the scheme, speak to them, speak to the people who know about shared ownership in terms of the affordability. Um, And yeah, hopefully the the news is good from that side and uh, they can take things forward from there. Definitely. And then there's always the the section on the Gleason Homes website, um, which has a lot about it. And then obviously there's your guys' website as well, which I'm sure I'll have a lot more information um so if if you want to buy more shares in your home at a later date how would you go about doing this as a as a shared ownership yeah so the idea of shared ownership traditionally was always to try and own 100% of the house so the staircasing process which is the terminology we use for buying more shares is actually really really simple um they need to understand what the house is worth Mm -hmm. so they need to get a valuation done on that property So that gets done by a chartered surveyor who says that that property is worth X amount of pounds. Um, Once they've got that, they'll contact us to say that that's what they want to do in terms of buying more shares. Um, We'll understand what that share purchase looks like. So it might be a percentage, it might be a pound note, um, and we'll correlate that in terms of of what they're going to be owning additionally. Mm -hmm. Um, And then they just go through a process of of going through the application, whether it's through mortgage, they'll go back through the mortgage application. Um, obviously involve the solicitors just to make them aware that they're wanting to buy a higher share. Yeah. Um, but the actual process itself is, is other than getting a valuation done on the property, yeah. um, is really simple thereafter in terms of getting more share. Amazing. And in your opinion, what are the three top benefits of buying with shared ownership as opposed to um, other schemes available? Well, shared ownership in itself is is probably the biggest benefit because ultimately you're able to buy a property that you can't afford at the moment. And yeah. it's not because it's you are overstretching what you want to get. It's more so that your ability to get that property isn't there. So shared ownership is its main sort of benefit is to give you that option to buy that property that you need. Mm. Um, in terms of the other aspects on the on the scheme, it's your home. You know, it's it's yeah. not a rental property where we'll come around and do inspections or it's not a property that will come over um, and just make sure that you're looking after it. It's one of those yeah. where it's your property, you've signed into it, it's quite right to enjoyment and that type of thing. So you'll yeah. you'll you'll just live in it as if it was your own property and we're completely silent in, in the background and you know, I think ultimately what we're sort of um, able to offer is, as I say, that solution for someone, especially now with the rental market being as chaotic as it is, yeah. um, that bit of security. You know, yeah. they, they, they co-own that property with us, but they enter into a long-term lease with us. So we've got yeah. that sort of practically indefinite sort of um, um, security that they'll need to, to sort of own their home. Yeah, and I think it ties in really nicely just with our kind of like values of home ownership doing what you can afford to do whatever you want with it and it's kind of the best of both worlds in a way where you can it's even more affordable than a Gleason home already is 
you can still do what you want um but yeah it just makes it even more affordable i guess than yeah gleason's have been a really good partner in that sense i think ultimately your affordability aspects on things was always something that was quite sort of prevalent in in how you operated yeah. as a business and of course like you said we're making the affordable even more affordable yeah. um but i suppose as well what it does identify though is that you know our units do normally sell very quickly so there still is a need of that sort of almost ultra affordable property out there sort of thing mm. but no it's it's um it's a partnership that works well Definitely. And what does the future hold for shared ownership? Kind of like you kind of touched on briefly with the with the rental market at the moment. What kind of does the next kind of couple of years look like for shared ownership? I think positive is 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 definitely what's going to be the, 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 the sort of way of looking at it. I mean, with everything that's going on in the mortgage market with interest rates, you yeah. know, the, the rental aspects on shared ownership when you first move in. Um, is it a set protected amount? So you're kind of in a position where you're sort of a little bit sort of sheltered from the um, the dynamics of what's happening with the mortgage market. Yeah. So I think what we'll probably find is over the next two, three years, um, shared ownership will just become bigger and bigger. Um, yeah. I think it's gone through a very sort of rapid stage of growth the last four or five years when it's become a little bit more of a modern way of buying. Mm. Um, it wasn't always seen like that. Um, so I think the benefit we'll probably find now is that brand awareness in terms of shared ownership itself um its acceptance in yeah. the marketplace and, and that type of thing will will only sort of go up and up and up so yeah. for us it's great um you know we're you know dealing with a lot of inquiries in terms of future sites and stuff so Amazing. it's um yeah the future how is do green. you how do you go about kind of picking the sites or what's the kind of criteria from a from a site point of view to warrant or to qualify for shared ownership is there kind of a, a qualification for developments they're, they're, well, there's there's twofold, I suppose. You either enter into the agreement where the council have, have granted or the, the required amount of, of shared ownership units at point yep. of, of planning application, um, or we'll come onto a site, classes an additionality product, where that house builder decided they wanted more houses through shared ownership than, right. than maybe they were sort of um, you know looking at at the start. So. Mm. You know, we'll always look at a site and look at the house types. So they're not always two-bedroomed houses. You know, quite often they're two, three, four-bedroom properties. Yeah. Um, you know, we'll assess to make sure that prior to op- operating on that site that, you know, they are actually units that will work for shared ownership. Right. Um, but ultimately, you know, the way of looking at a shared ownership house isn't just your smaller properties it maybe was once. Yeah. Um, you know, you've got a whole sort of portfolio of properties like I say two three four and even some five bedroom houses now on the scheme yeah so what frequently asked questions um do you normally get from customers looking at to to do shared ownership I think a lot of the questions that we get asked are from people who maybe don't either understand the house buying process or the process of owning a shared ownership house so you get a lot of people who come from a rented background um you know fundamentally they've got a landlord that they go to so if mm-hmm. there's an issue with a light bulb if there's an issue with the sink blocking if there's an issue with something going wrong with the property yeah um you know they they think in that potential scenario that they would come to ourselves and, and we'd assist in this this scenario it's an ownership property so it's it's their home yeah so you know we'll never inspect it we'll never like i say do anything like that so it's also things like can they put pictures up can they have pets can they decorate the property yeah you know it's their home you know yeah. at the end of the day so they can within reason do what they want really yeah um, another thing we also get sort of asked questions on is around the word shared. Um, I think quite often some people think that they're either sharing a property with someone or, right. you know, they're sharing bills with people. And, uh, you know, it's, it's obviously not like that at all. You know, <laughs> Halo or Homereach, 
Um, we're a silent partner, yep. you know, so we're not going to be, you know, uh, requiring their second bedroom or third bedroom <laughs> for, for other things. It's, um, it's their home. That's great. So is there anything before we round up our podcast that you want to add um, that we may have missed through chatting? No, I think a lot of people probably assume shared ownership to be quite complicated and, and it yeah. really isn't. You know, the, the the two simple steps of qualification are done at the start. Mm-hmm. The great thing about the home reach product in particular is you're then buying through that house builder. Yeah. So the same customer journey is the same for anyone that goes on to a development, whether it's they're buying normally or buying through the home reach product. Mm. So to anyone who's considering shared ownership it's not a inferior product it's not a product that you've got to almost be ashamed to admit that you're purchasing it's very mm. much a modern purchase method these days so i yeah. think anyone who's considering it go down to a site that you can see that you like the idea of see if there's options on that site um, and yeah. if there isn't they may direct you to a local site that has options yeah um but yeah in terms of it being complicated product it, it it can't be more simpler really amazing i think that'll certainly help our customers um understand why shared ownership's an amazing choice to go through thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today you're welcome thanks for having us that concludes today's episode thank you for tuning in and don't forget to hit follow and subscribe on our spotify and youtube channel so you don't miss an episode thank you for listening